you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Love a divisional rivalry. That's what we get tonight on Thursday Night Football, only on NFL Network, kicking off with one of the league's most storied ones at that. Saquon back, giving the Giants renewed hope. Hopefully he gets in there a little bit more. Short week, quick turnaround. Chase Young on the other side, ready to go get his squad in action as they defend their division crown. NFC East showdown Thursday Night Football tonight at 8, only on NFL Network. Come on into our breakfast table. Hey, good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. Thanks for joining us on this game day. Cannot wait as we count down to kickoff of week two in Washington. All right, my name's Kay Adams. Mike Garofolo is joining us. Kyle Brandt is here. And Chris Carter and his football. What's with you in the football? Protect the money. I mean, Roger Roger got his money. He but does? Protect the money, though. Mm-hmm. This is the money maker. Mm-hmm. So. That's your baby? Is it your baby or your girlfriend? We got no, oh, listen. First, it's a girlfriend. <laughs> and then we're going to have a baby. This one <laughs> right here. Oh, mini football? Yes. <laughs> wow, Chris. <laughs> Let me get Chris a cigarette. <laughs> uh, Chris, what are we doing a film breakdown of this hour? We're going to break I, whatever we want. Wide receivers. Okay, let's do it. Wide receivers. We'll do that. We'll have Mark Ingram, a running back for the Texans, now joining the program. But it's all going on tonight, so let's hang out with Kim Jones right now in the lead block. Lead block. Coming to us from FedEx Field. Let's talk about these monsters in Washington, the Washington front four. They can be a beast. How critical is it for the Giants' offensive line to put up a big, cohesive performance tonight? 
It's going to be really important for the Giants to be able to block and deal with the front, Kay, for, for this Washington football team. And, and I have to believe, and I'm not suggesting I know all of the personalities very well, because I do not, but I have to believe that if you're Chase Young, and last year when you were the defensive rookie of the year, you had a pressure rate, according to PFF, of a, over 11%. And you're coming off a game where you had two pressures of of Justin Herbert, a pressure rate just over 5%. I have to believe that you come into this game highly, highly motivated. And I think Chase Young goes into every game highly motivated. So I can only imagine coming off the disappointment of losing here on their home field to the Chargers, watching Justin Herbert at times get rid of the ball in 1.5 seconds. What's a defensive lineman to do? I have to believe that this Chase Young-led group, don't forget about Montez Sweat either, by the way, and the interior guys are fantastic. I have to believe that they will come into this game knowing two things. Daniel Jones might put a turnover up for grabs. They want to secure that turnover, obviously. And number two, they want to disrupt the quarterback of the New York Giants much more than they did with Justin Herbert. Hey, Kemp, thanks for your report. We have a new segment on GMFB. It's called Where Are You At? Mm. And you mentioned the person that we were looking for. Can you maybe get some police to help you, Secret Service, you're there in D.C.? Make sure that Chase Young gets to the stadium because I know that defensive line mm. and Chase have to be very, very excited on a short week and knowing that that quarterback for the Giants mm. is going to be holding the football in the pocket for a long time. Chris, I'm going to be honest with you, my friend. You might get away with that kind of stuff with Chase Young. I'm not going there because... Chase Young, I've watched him warm up. He is just a remarkable physical specimen. And when you talk about a guy who's going to challenge that Giants offensive line tonight, it's an offensive line that frankly felt fairly good about its performance uh, in the opener against Denver. Andrew Thomas in particular graded out highly, again, by the PFF formula. So the New York Giants come into this game offensive line-wise, perhaps feeling a little bit better about themselves. But with Shane Lemieux declared out, there's going to be some shuffling. You could see center Nick Gates move to guard. And then Billy Price acquired late in in, uh, training camp from Cincinnati. You could see Price uh, start at center tonight. So some moving parts for the Giants on a week where that may not be completely ideal. Mm, and a quarterback who's got to limit mistakes and shake that as well. It'll be very interesting to see how it goes uh, down over there in, at FedEx Field. And we'll have you throughout the morning here on Good Morning Football and all day on NFL Network. Thank you so much, Kim. It is time for the th- 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 Roto Thursday. Nope. Here's how it goes. We go through a couple rounds of things. What, Chris? More mm-hmm. Round one I'm fight? With the, I'm with the figure. <laughs> all right. We're going to start with tonight's big matchup, NFC East, right? Storied rivalry. Focusing on the quarterbacks, which one do you trust the most or trust more, I should say, tonight? Daniel Jones or Taylor Heineke? Carefolo. I'm going Daniel Jones here, and maybe I'm trying to talk myself into it. I went out on the way and picked the Giants to win the NFC East, and maybe I'm just hoping that it's still sure. somehow possibly. Traeger did too. Still, he, he did? did? Yeah. yeah, he that did. Now I feel better. It's that seat. Okay. Yeah. We're still, it's only week one. Hang in there, Shrakes. Um, Daniel Jones, uh, we, we talked about his success playing against Washington. 
Last year he played on a short week. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to find something here. Played well in a short week. 20 for 30, 187 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he did have an interception. He did have a fumble late in the game as he was trying to lead a comeback uh, against the Eagles. And he did fall on his face. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't forget that moment. That uh, We so- never will. Uh, oh, look, Mike, well, you have video tape. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're, we're showing the good here. Oh, I good for us. We, we, we call this video Daniel Jones good. He also made a throw to Evan Ingram that Ingram should have caught to seal the game. So Daniel Jones played good enough to win against a divisional rival on a short week last year. Me thinks he does it again tonight, but again, maybe I'm just talking myself into it so that Shregs and I can look at least. Oh, wait, here it goes. Here we go. All right, he's in the Walk open. Us through. This was great because uh, Joe Buck said, and he's gone. <laughs> Buck never Then he that. said, like, trying to stay up, and then he just goes down. I mean, they wound up, ooh, we added a sound effect on that one. Very good. Uh, they wound up scoring a touchdown anyway. That's the guy you just picked? <laughs> I, trust? This is a hard question. I mean, the answer is neither. Let's let's all right. You got uh, a seven-year-old and a toddler, okay? And all you need to just sit on the couch for one second. I'm gonna run in the basement. Don't move, <laughs> all right? Don't move. The seven-year-old, you've done this a million times. They always move. They get up and move. The toddler, maybe they've never really tried it before, so maybe they'll stay there. Maybe this is in this in this sense. Heineke is the toddler. Jones is the seven-year-old. He's moved many times. He's burned me a million times. I think I'm going to go with Heineke because wow. I've seen less of him. It's kind of <laughs> counterintuitive. I've seen Jones let me down enough times that maybe Heineke won't. Maybe he will sit there while I run down to the basement and run a four-three-forty back up the stairs. Then don't move. So I'm actually going to go. With Heineken. Not against Washington, though. Daniel Jones, let's not forget, 4-0 yeah. against this team. It's kind of compelling. It's like half of his career wins. It's wildly compelling. It's precisely half of his career Yet wins. still you want the toddler. He fumbled last week again. Another damn fumble. I'll give you the toddler. I'll take my shot in the Oshkosh. But gosh, what do you got, Chris? This is... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm more concerned about the wording of the question. It's tough. <laughs> because... Hey. I mean, I just don't give up my trust. Yeah, okay. Like, I mean, we... This is a hard game. This is a tough business. And I hate to tell people, everybody can't play this game well. Now, we see. We highlight the guys. Man, this guy's good at football. Aaron Donald, he's good at football. Like, there's a guy. But either one of these guys, I got to go with because of his resume against this team compared to the rest of the league. Now, good. you come bring back next week, week three, week four, that's week five. Saying. That's the rest of the league. But you got to go in this game with Daniel Jones because of He's seen it. He likes them. I remember we used to beat the Giants. We beat them four times with LT, four times in a row. The Giants? Yep. But Washington beat us four times in a row. Mm. So people have your number. He's got Washington's number. But trust? Okay, you work you on, the, work on the wording for me next Work time. on the wording for trust. you next I was about to just say the nicest things and say it's so great to have a Hall of Famer uh, well. here at the table with us. So great. And it is. And we have you not only for today, yes. we have you tomorrow as well. And we're excited about it. Earlier this month, you popped up on our show. I, th- I don't know where you were, but you were a guest on Good Morning Football. We had the most fascinating conversation with you when we asked you about another Hall of Famer, Isaac Bruce. His statement that he and Tory Holt are the best wide receiver duo of all time. We teed you up on that. And you brought your thoughts and receipts. Just take a look. I don't know who Isaac thinks he was better than. That he thinks he was better than me or he thinks Tory was better than me because we know neither one of them were better than Randy Moss. All right? So Randy and I played a combined 30 seasons. Tory and Isaac played a combined 27 seasons. 
They scored 160 touchdowns. Randy and I scored 288 touchdowns. But someone trying to say that they're better than Randy Moss and myself, you got to stop that. Come on, man. Come on. Mm. Like, come on. Like, mm. don't play with me. Come on, And if man. you put the back. family business in the street, I will That's a make sure that the people know what actually happened. And so that was good. just a... So good. That was just a short clip yeah. of a lengthy, compelling argument that you had in favor of yourself and Randy Moss. So, Chris, I think I know how you will answer this final throwdown, but here it is. Who's the greatest wide receiver duo of all time? Carter Moss or... Hell yeah, we did. Anybody <laughs> else? Chris, let's start with you. Never mind Mac versus yeah, Zach. This that. is different. That's yeah. okay. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, no, you. Not what do you so got? <laughs> I mean, I'm all for a conversation that if you want to put Jerry Rice with anyone, I'm, I'm, I'm for that conversation. Okay. Because Jerry was that good. If you want to talk about the Marx Brothers with my man Danny Boy Marino, all right, I'm, I'm willing to talk about Mark. Duper and Clayton. And Clay- I'm, I'm willing to talk about that. Okay. Now, I tried to take it easy on, I, on Isaac because he's in the club. That was easy. Like he's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Like he's in. And we're trying to get Tory in the next couple of years. So I, I, don't, I don't want to bloody his nose, but there are some facts out there because sometimes people lose track of what the stories are. Before we got Randy Moss, myself and Jake Reed had 4,000-yard seasons combined, an NFL record. Mm-hmm. Then we got Moss, and then me and Moss ripped off 3,000-yard seasons apart. And if you look at any of the receivers, you can judge any catches, yardage, but you have to go to the touchdowns eventually because that's the biggest play in football. And Randy and I have a combined 17 seasons where we scored nine or more touchdowns. That's so crazy. 17. Now, the big fellas got nine of them. I'm bringing bringing up the rear at eight. Hmm. But you're talking about one of the great experiences in your life at that stage of my career to build draft that kid. I watched that video when he was at Marshall and he hurdled them. Dennis Green called me and said, we're getting ready to draft him. I said, goodness gracious, this is problems for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we had a great experience together. We knew from the first day, there's, there's guys in this league, and there's only 1% of them. There's 29,000 men have ever been played, paid to play in the NFL. Okay. There's only 1% of us that we are the system. Hmm. Like the rest of us, we need a coach. We need a, we need a certain type of offense, certain type of defense. Randy Moss is the system. He's the 1%. Barry Sanders, he's the 1%. Mm-hmm. Even of the Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. He was that good at the game of football. And yes, I would challenge anyone, any receivers that played out there, I'm willing to hear your plea. Well, why you might be the best, but myself, it's got to be me and the big fella. Mm. Yeah, I'm, not, Mike. I'm not arguing with that. Uh, I no. thought about it. I th- have we heard from Ike since August 3rd? Yeah, I saw him. I okay. saw him. We had pleasant pleasantries at the Hall of Fame and okay. everything. You know, he's officially in now. Right then he was in transition. Yeah. We were getting his jacket <laughs> and everything, getting his bust and everything. Well, it's in but purgatory. Ike is in, and you're not going to meet a better human being sure. than Isaac Bruce awesome. and Tory Holt. So it's really not fair to them because Tory's a friend of the show. He's been on the show a number of times. But, but, but yes, you, I did. But you, but you come in the kitchen, you're going to get burned a little bit. Um... The best receiving duo, uh, Let me you know, has, in my mind, <laughs> oh, has changed over the last couple of years because I saw something. Uh, I'm going to say Chris Carter's left hand and his right hand because I watched Peyton's Places, which was a joint venture between uh, NFL Films and ESPN+. And listen, sometimes we like to make our audience work for it. Go find the video of Peyton Manning going 23 yeah. stores up 
stories up on a Manhattan building, throwing the ball off and Chris Carter down there eventually catching it because who catches a ball from 23 stories up? And I'm wow. just wondering, we're, we're 50 up here at, what are we, three World Trade? Is that I don't right? know. Let's not give I'll our address out. Yeah, don't, don't, Thanks, appreciate no. you. Edit that out. Uh, you know, um, do these windows open? I don't know if they do. I mean, can we can we recreate that or, or maybe double it if we go from 23 Try to it, 50 Mike. stories tonight? Spit out and there. I throw it off tonight? <laughs> yeah, spit out. <laughs> can we do that from 50 up? I think we can do it. It was truly one of the great compliments because when NFL Films had got Peyton to do these Peyton places, they said he's going to throw off a building at 23 stories. And they asked him, Peyton, who do you want? He said, you got to get Chris Carter. Uh-huh. Nice. He's the guy? Yes. <laughs> nice. I, I think you have the greatest hands I've ever seen. As, just as a fan, what do I ever... Um, and I was prepared to mess with you right now. Because it's Good Morning Football. Do your thing, bro. You know, it's, 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 it's nice to be able to play half your games in a dome and a controlled atmosphere <laughs> with no wind. And but, Chris, it's just, that's not genuine of me. I was reared on you guys. I loved you guys. But I will go with your own logic of show me who's better. In the year 1998... Jerry Rice is still up here, and T.O.'s coming up here. They played a game, a season together, where they both went over 1,000. They both put up the touchdowns. Right. I think I can meet the show-me-who's-better Carter and Moss thing right. with T.O. And, and Rice. What say you? Yeah, if you're going the history of football, we've only been playing 101 years, and you're going to take one season. Of course, you can probably take... Probably find some other people one season, but we're talking about longevity. No, let's talk That's, about one season. No, they were T, better than T.O. for one season. You got T.O. and Jerry Rice. That's a nice, nice conversation. <laughs> but nice. they're going to be arguing over the ball. They're going to have some problems at the house. Sure. All right, me and Moss, we straight. You T. guys T. were always straight. You guys never argued. Young Randy wasn't a little combustible at all. I never had any problems with Randy. Randy didn't give me too much uh, a back talk and everything. I told Randy the first time I met him, I said, man, if you just... If you listen to me, yeah, all right, and you do everything I say, there's two things I can guarantee you. I'm going to retire in three years. Your contract will be up. Uh-huh. We're going to get you to be the highest paid. My next promise to you is I'm going to get you a gold jacket. Mm. That's the only two things I ever promised him. I never had a problem with I'm talking about I asked him to do some of the most ridiculous things ever. First phone conversation, I need you to move to Boca Raton from West Palm Beach. All right, homie. You did? I got you. All right, homie. I got you. Moved the next day. Uh-huh. Got everything. We were training there in Boca. I still think he has a place there in Boca. But hmm. Moss was about that business. Mm-hmm. And he would listen to everything I told him. And he took a lot of people under his wing, mentoring them. So, Moss, yeah. So nice your point, nice though, try just, there with your just, one season with no, T.O. Just for Twitter's them. sake, you're saying in a vacuum that one season was better than any single season that they had together? What do you say? No, what's, what's no, the go to 2000. It's more, it's more of if I got to win one game, do I want Rice and T.O. or Carter and Moss? That's the question. And I, I'll take my shot with Rice and T.O. Well, you have to. Now, now you change the question. <laughs> this, this is the thing. Okay, okay. okay, here we go. Yeah. We're on the 50th floor. Let's just say something crazy happens, like a fire. Okay, great. Okay? You, you guys are already out the building, knuckleheads. But she's working. She's in the back. Now, all of a sudden... We can only go out that window. Uh-huh. Who would you want down there on the <laughs> ground? You got to jump 50 stories. Come on, Judge. Who you want? You want these? You want these? That, that is the question. You got to run out, jump out the building. Who you want to catch? Not him. Not him. Uh, We're going. We're going. Uh, I think I probably want like Anthony Munoz or somebody uh, big. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a lot of momentum. Yeah, right? <laughs> Dalton against his former squad that he took to the playoffs four times. I'm here for this game. Very excited about it. I love that it's in Chicago. Thanks so much, Stacey. Chris, I know everybody at this table's take 
on Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Matt Nagy, mm-hmm. Brian Pace, and the like. What are your thoughts on how they handled Biquan and how they should proceed in Chicago? Well, I, I think you're going to like it. Um, and, and first of all, most football fans don't want to be in the position that Chicago's in. Because this offseason, they made a promise to a player. And that's when Andy Dalton, when he was looking at teams to go to, he sat down with the general manager and the coach and was like, do I have a chance to be your starter? And if the people told him no, he went on to look elsewhere. Chicago told him yes. Now on draft day, things change. Mm-hmm. Things happen. So they end up getting Justin Fields. But let's not forget, this is still a human business. And when you tell someone something, it means something because it means something to the locker room. So they committed to Andy Dalton. And I believe it's the right thing to do now. Andy Dalton, now me and him have a little history together. Because we were playing the Pro Bowl. I was the captain of the Pro Bowl a few years ago. Okay. Thanks to Tracy Perlman, NFL <laughs> Operations. Sure. They got me so over there. So out, Tracy. it's third down and seven. At the end of the game, we're about the 30-yard line. We make a completion. We kick the field goal. We're going to win the game. Oh, we got it. Now, you know they're playing off coverage because it's the Pro Bowl. I said, Andy, the corner's going to be snug. He's not going to backpedal. Andy throws an incompletion. That incompletion cost me 25000 so immediately, <laughs> when we punted, they went down and scored to beat us. I go down and tell them, hey, bro, I'm on a coach's salary now. You just cost me 25 stacks. All I need is a little completion to the outside, and, and we got this money. My man, Michael Irvin, his team wins. Of course. Since then, Tracy's not going to make me captain anymore because I'm a loser. <laughs> but the dude owes me. So Chicago fans, I can understand if you get a little frustrated with it. But this is the plan for certain teams. Do we see Justin Fields this year? When do we see him? No, you're definitely going to see him. We know when you draft him in the first round, you're going to see him. But you might like this. The Brownies aren't done yet. I love you. See, a lot of people get confused. (laughs) They think, oh, I can just read the box and everything. We got convection bake. Mm -hmm. We got bacon. Mm -hmm. We got, oh, did you you bake it in glass? Mm -hmm. Did you bake it in... um, Non-stick. Elevation. Because all those things. And if you happen to be at altitude, yeah. you got to... When you put the... the, the nose. This man does the, his research. When you nose. put the tip in there, right now it's still a little gooey. Now, they can be eaten. If you right. eat too many of them, it'll hurt your stomach. So, I wish he would have stayed in college. Really? Yes. Because he wow. had a lot of experience. Yeah, guys, are, guys are in such a rush to get to the big show. Stop it, Mike. But if the NFL... The NFL average player is playing 3.4 years. Mm-hmm. That's been the average for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So would you rather come into the league when you're 20, 21, or would you rather come in when you're a little grown, 23, 24, if that window is going to be the same? And I try to encourage guys, man, stay in college, stay on scholarship, mm-hmm. and that's what I believe with Justin Fields. He will be the starter probably after Halloween. <laughs> Who, was that Frank Gore on the sideline with you at the Pro Bowl? I think he, he looked mad, too. I don't know. I, well, I don't know what he lost. but oh, I had him and Trent Williams. They're getting ready to beat Andy up. <laughs> um, here, here's the thing. We love the brownie analogy, to, to leave it in too long and everything. Would you rather have the brownies that maybe are a little soft and there's a little on the toothpick, or you got this plate over here of stale, I guess they'd be ginger snaps? Like That's the Andy okay. Dalton cookie, right? What do you mean? No, Andy Dalton can ginger lead a jokes. team to yeah. Randy Dalton is Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Let's not get confused. He has led his team to a playoff. Four he can throw for 4,000 yards on a regular basis. And he was I good guess. on Sunday. And fine. He was good. Hey, Kyle, he wasn't listen, good. We can't have 32 Aaron Rodgers. We got tiers to this quarterback stuff. We got the elite. We got the middle. Mm-hmm. And then we got guys who can be starters but yeah. will play a long time not, as a starter backup. There's not 32 of them. That's, there's not. And, and so when you start talking about the Taylor Heineke's of the world, you expect them to come in and play as starters – 
the guy maybe that they were replacing wasn't a starter in the first place. And Andy Dalton is right now is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I go back. I remember him with the Bengals, and I remember the way they pushed the ball down the field. But it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy right now that he's in the game with this Bears team that's not pushing the ball down the field. I guarantee you, Fields goes in there, he's going to, but he's going to make mistakes as well. Are you willing to live with the mistakes? I, you know, you, we know what it is. We know it's this coaching staff and it's this general manager right now who know they have to win this year, and they think Andy Dalton gives them the best chance to win. But at some point. If you want to make a statement for your future as a head coach and a GM, look what we drafted. Look what we can do with them. Give us a chance to surround them and work with them. But but I like that Nagy's doing what's best for the young quarterback. He is. He's saying, I'm not going to take you out of the ovens. I can't put you back in and fully bake you. Like, let's get it ready. Is he leading this team to a Super Bowl this year? I happen to think no. So why put him out there with that defense that looked so bad? They're just flat, terrible in week one. Why put him out there? This is right what now. we don't. But why know. is this what's best for Fields? Why? Because because I think if he was developed and ready to go, Nagy will put him in. Maybe that is after Halloween. But that's ready. not what Chris is saying. I, Chris, I've you're saying because so every, everyone's wondering why is he playing Dalton? What? And mm. you're saying you think that there was a promise made that you're our guy? Well, I know there was a promise. That's what Andy when he was in free agency, okay. he was looking for a place uh-huh. to start, and it's still a human business. Yeah, but and, that's all BS. We got to win games. Like at some point, like I know we shook hands back in April, but like we got to win games. Well, I hate to correct you, but when you're dealing with 53 grown men, what your word is, and what, that's the bond between mm. how we gonna do this work. Respect. But what about the 53 grown men when you're losing now, games we can't and they know the young kid the is better? As Dennis Green would say, "This is my car." He said, "The team is a sports car, and it's my car. Mm-hmm. I let the quarterback drive, but I will kick you out." <laughs> that's Dennis Green's theory. It's my car. It's sure. not your car. Mm-hmm. And I will let you drive. Mm-hmm. But for young quarterbacks, I have seen so many careers altered. And this is because we don't have a test for this. Right. And at the combine, if we could sit all these quarterbacks up and we could have somebody punch them in the face sure. and find out, okay, what's the response? Because most of our quarterbacks, we love them, but they ain't about that life. Mm-hmm. And if we put him in there and as he holds on to that ball, and he had no chance of playing week number one mm-hmm. against Aaron Donald, then why would you put him out there? Because dual-threat quarterbacks, they hold the ball longer. They can't anticipate. They squeeze it. They want you to be open. And that's where Justin, uh, they squeeze it, which that pressure starts to get to him, and then they start playing out of character. Mm -hmm. He's in the right situation. Nagy knows what he's doing. All right? Just give him some time to percolate, Bears fans. Just give him time. If if there is this hypothetical deal, it can't be like, Andy coming in and saying, I better start the half of the season. Like, that can't be it. So, the, the job, he will get kicked out of the car. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. But if Justin Fields was that much better than Andy Dalton, they'd kick Andy Dalton out of the car. He had a really bad play, he had a really bad uh, interception last week. Mm-hmm. The, he didn't, he wasn't a terrible quarterback. He, he was okay. I'm just saying, t- to my point about Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields and what's going on with Nagy, Nagy's going to put Justin Fields in when he's ready. I trust that he knows where he is in his developmental process better than anybody. Okay, one thing that we all have in common as players, one day it's going to be a guy show up next to you, bigger, stronger, Mm -hmm. and faster than you. That's what happened when they drafted Randy Moss. It happens to every player Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the league. Mm -hmm. Brett Favre, what they do? They draft Aaron Rodgers. One day, a guy's going to show up on your job, bigger, stronger, and faster than you. And Mm -hmm. the thing that we all have in common, Mm -hmm. it's time for us to get our stuff, and it's time to go. Mm -hmm. That's the consistency about the NFL. So Andy will understand that. If his play is really bad, he keeps losing games. Especially if they're honest with him. And if he doesn't get the job done, Mm -hmm. he knows where he's going to be. And that's going to be holding the clipboard. He can hold it as long as he can. Andy Dalton can hold the job as long as he can. That wasn't good enough. 
And I don't think it's going to be – it's got to be consistently good, and I don't think it's going to be consistently good. And you're going to see Justin Fields as a starter. Was it by Halloween? Is that the, the benchmark now, by Halloween? I think by Halloween you'll see it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower – 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Our job is not to make it easy for you. Our job is to make it right for you. We can't make it easy for you. We got to make practice really tough. So when you get out there in front of 80,000 people, you feel calm and you feel confident. You feel free. Okay, I just got goosebumps. Let's go, Chargers. They were well coached week one. Brandon Staley out there doing his thing. That was just a little bite, a little taste, a little sneak preview of some of the exclusive content you can catch on All In, a behind-the-scenes documentary show by the Chargers. I personally know this is something they really worked hard on, put a lot of resources into, and are very proud of. So check out episodes one and two, which do feature head coach Brandon Staley and their quarterback, of course, the highlight reel Justin Herbert, rookie of the year. Uh, episode three launches on Friday, uh, September 24th, and 
and has my guy, Derwin James, on there doing his thing. So catch the episodes exclusively on YouTube.com slash Chargers. All right, tweet the show at GMFB. Chris Carter is here yep. making some noise at the breakfast table. Um, the Gen Z vocabulary calendar we have in the back, sure. Kyle, we ripped the page. Every and day. The word of the day today is stamp. Okay. So a stan, of course, someone who's considered a crazed or obsessed fan. So here's the question. Who's the player coach that you're standing over week two? Okay, so it's a noun and a verb, right? It's You, you stand you for something. Stand. And, you, mm-hmm. and do I say, like, I stand Jen Martinis or I stand for? How do I use I stand, this? I stand. I stand. All right. I stand Josh Allen. I stand Josh Allen. He lost week one. He lost the Steelers. He lost at home. It was really bad. You know what is so great for Josh Allen? The Dolphins. In this beautiful Stan world we're talking, here he is against the Dolphins. 5-0, and 264-15-2. Look at even the fantasy points on the full screen. He's going to drop 30 every time he plays against the Miami Dolphins. I know last week was not great. Not great for fans, not great for stands. Be patient. Do you understand at this point in his life off the field, Josh Allen is getting into pistachio farming? I'm not making that up. I looked it up. Farmers only, something like that. It says five years before you can expect a full pistachio when you pistachio farm. It is the virtue of patience. I don't know if that's worth five years, but five years until it wields a fully blossomed pistachio. Pistachios are pretty good. They're really good. Once you pop, you can't stop. You can wait one week. You can wait one week if he's going to wait five years. And I will tell you this. He has got a vibranium arm like Sebastian Stan. He breathes life into all the heroes like Stan Lee. He is a stoutly built man like Stan Van Gundy. He's a passionate free thinker like Eminem Stan. And he's going to win this weekend just like Stan Kroenke is. 31-17. Wham, bam. Thank you, Stan. Oh. Okay. That's it, Chris. Well, I'm standing with J.J. Watt because I'm into people that are into their job. And I'm into people that are, are into the ugly parts of their job. Because I don't care where you are. We got a great job. But there's ugly parts to every business. Sure. And J.J. Watt, the ugly part is the grind of lifting weights and taking care of your body. Mm. And I'm into people like you, Kyle, that take care of their body. I'm very disappointed. You don't have the guns ablaze in the day. But J.J. Watt, this offseason, people say, well, where are you going to get in Arizona? Well, you're going to get a guy that's going back to Olympic training, lifting weights that he couldn't do. He's 20 pounds heavier than when he came to the um, the Texans training camp last year. And I know everyone's excited, Chandler Jones, the five sacks. But the reason why, the monster in the middle, J.J. Watt is back, 20 pounds heavier. Last year, he came to training camp at 280 and under 10% body fat. He went back to his old trainer, was training him since high school, and said, you're too lean. You got to put on a little bit more weight to be able to make it through the season. He got back to some old lifting styles that he had never been able to do since he injured his back several years ago. But J.J. Watt, people, and if you're into people that enter their bodies, you might be. All right. I'm into it. And I'm into people that are really into their job and doing the ugly parts, because I don't care how good your job is. There's some ugly parts to it. Yeah. And to be able to brace those. That's how you become great. My man. We started this segment with the Chargers. We're going to bring it back and bookend it with the Chargers. I here. love that. Um, I don't need a preposition. I'm standing. Standing <laughs> no. period. We'll go. So I stand. It's lit, Mike. I got it. I stand uh, at Move the Sticks. Daniel Jeremiah, colleague of ours. OK, um, he. Uh, evaluated all the players, all the college players, for months. And he had Rashawn Slater ahead of Panay Sewell. And you should see the rep- – just search, search at Move the Sticks yeah. Slater. It's not You're going to see unbelievable so – one, one guy said, you've got Slater ahead of Sewell, 
take a lap. Now, that's personal because mm. you do penalty laps here. Sure, right? you absolutely. You don't go there unless you really mm-hmm. mean it. Look at week one. Look at Rashawn Slater in 49 pass-blocking attempts against a pretty darn good defensive line. Chase Young. He, was he so saw good. Montez Sweat. He was so good. Zero penalties. Uh, and the Chargers and that offensive line got the ball with seven minutes left. They converted four third downs uh, in large part because of how Rashawn Slater played. Yeah. Now, look, you do that whole redrafting thing, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. in three, let's revisit the draft in three years. And I think you're going to say, how did Rashawn Slater get to the 13th pick overall? And I understand that the receivers that were drafted all had touchdowns in week one. You're looking at it right now and saying, well, it's just he's the Rashawn Slater has already addressed some of the criticisms that he had coming into this league. He looks like a complete player. He looks dominant. I am standing Rashawn Slater already. So much so that this was only part one. Good morning football weekend on Saturday. I'm going to have more on Rashawn Slater. <laughs> the the re-stand? The best value <laughs> Don't in the Daniel draft. Jeremiah, go back to that. Yeah. Yes. Ah. I can't believe you lasted up, until 13. Incredible. Uh, I stand Andy Dalton. I do because I love the game this week. He's going up against the Bengals. I love that that's a team that respects him. That I wish this, this game's in Chicago, Chris. I would love for this to be in Cincinnati because I think that crowd will give him the respect he deserves, even if he's starting for another team. He's a guy who took that team to the playoffs four times. He's gotten a really raw deal from Bears fans, real raw deal, who should be rooting for their starting quarterback to succeed. Who else said that? The rookie quarterback everybody wants out there. Justin Fields says root, root for who's out there. I think... I just hope Andy Dalton lights it up, up against the Bengals. And Chicago fans, why wouldn't you want Andy Dalton to go out there and win games for you? Stand in, just like me. Andy Dalton, pay up your bets, man. 25 stacks. <laughs> 25 stacks, and I'll send the plane over the field oh, okay. with a banner. This <laughs> goes back to the Pro Bowl. You talked about earlier in the show. He cost you some money. Right? Yes. Right. 25000 if he completes a third and, third and eight on an out. I think Off coverage. Come on, Andy. Can't even 25. do it. I'm a coach, man. Open tab, man. Salad. I think he deserves better, and I hope he lights it up against his former squad. All right. As part of the NFL Total Access podcast, The Locker Room, myself and my friend Mike Robb have been lucky enough to talk with some of the biggest names in the NFL. It's available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Go check it out. Uh, these names are past and present. We've discussed current headlines and their own NFL experiences. Last week, we had Vikings Ring of Honor member Steve Jordan, Cam Jordan's father, on the pod. And amidst all of the entertaining anecdotes, we got treated to this story about someone at this table right now. Check it out. And so Chris had gotten injured. He was trying to get back in the mix. And uh, we go down to Tampa and uh, and ultimately, uh, you know, Chris got there at halftime. I mean, showed up at halftime in the locker room and he's like, you know, he's like, hey, man, because I think we were down a little bit and he wanted to get in the game. He's so super, super competitive. I, I love that about him. He was like, man. And he started hitting a speech in the locker room. He got emotional and stuff. He's like, man, we ought to be killing me. I mean, we ought to be out there. And I need to be in the game too because I ain't no good leader. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let's just. That's a, we've got questions for you. That's the first one. Rate the impression and, and, and the historical accuracy of it, too. That's what I want to know. I mean, Steve Jordan. Okay, Steve, Ivy, uh, Brown graduate. We used to always tease him about that. Yeah. But I'm just getting to Minnesota. I think I had been there maybe like six weeks. Two weeks before that, I had started the game in. in in Philadelphia, Vikings versus Buddy Ryan, Monday Night Football, 
and I shredded him. I think I had 150, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks later, the other receivers hurt Hassan Jones. I start the game. Defense goes on the field. They give up a touchdown. The quarterback throws an interception. They go in and score. We're down 14 to nothing, and the wide receiver coach calls down and benches me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, Coach, I didn't even touch the ball. Like, why, why are you benching me? He's like, put Hassan Jones back into the game. And I was like, I didn't even do anything. So I didn't get a chance to talk to him until halftime. So we're at halftime. You know, the coach is like, anyone got anything to say? And I'm like, hey, I got something to say. I'm, I'm, I know I'm new around here, but I just had 150 yards two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You benched me. I didn't even touch the football. I don't understand. And then he was like, no, I want you to cheer for your teammates. Cheer for, uh, cheer for my teammates. I said, I never had a coach tell me that. Cheer for my teammates. We're going to be cheering together. We're out there making plays. He was the worst receiver coach I ever had. Too. Okay. I mean, God bless his soul. Sure. But he would not put me back into the game. So I met with him the next morning, and we came to an understanding. He told me he didn't think that I was a starter, and I told him I didn't think he was a good receiver coach. Mm. And he said, as long as he was there, I was going to be a backup. And I, and I said, I hope you're not here long. And I was telling Steve Jordan and them that I'm not a cheerleader. That's why they didn't bring me here. Mm-hmm. Like, they brought me here to score touchdowns, and I was very, very upset about the situation in town. Now, here's the most I important. wasn't a great teammate early in my career. You had to learn. I had it, to learn that. It, well, but here's the most important part. If I've got this timeline correct, what? the following week you played the Raiders. Do you oh, remember? talk. Eight, Go on. eight receptions, 127 Good yards, job, Mike. one touchdown. <laughs> so obviously the receiver coach you listen to. Freezing cold takes. That's great. <laughs> but, but Steve Jordan, Steve, I like that. I, I like I, my voice, everything. Me at halftime telling the team I'm no effing cheerleader. Sure. All that's true. But Steve, he's, he's a great guy. He's, mm. Every day is a holiday for him. And being a Brown graduate, we used to always tease him. Because we used to tell him, how's this NFL locker room? A lot like Brown, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> we used to tell him, not a lot of Brown guys playing at Brown. Oh, Chris. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Come on, Dartmouth. Uh, I know. No, Come I on. Uh, listen, another Brown guy. Chris Berman, Brown guy, ESPN. For years, everyone would watch him. Yep. Every time your highlight would come up, he would say, all he does Catch touchdowns. That is almost a catch line for you. Right. Where does it come from? What's the legacy of all he does is catch touchdowns? It really comes from Buddy Ryan. Yeah. And Buddy Ryan, he was trying to do me a solid when he cut me. He knew of the past. And for those who, who don't know the story, I had flunked a number of drug tests. And I had already been suspended by Tagliabue for 30 days. So my next suspension, I was going to be banned from the NFL. Okay. So I was right on the cuffs of ruining my career. And... He said he wasn't going to tell people about that. So he just made an excuse that I wasn't a disciplined discipline receiver and I only scored a touchdown. I wasn't complete. Mm. So that was the conversation that took all the smoke off of me because when I actually got to Minnesota, they had no clue of what my pass was. Mm. So mm. he actually tried to give me a chance really? to go out with another team and have a clean slate. Huh. That, yes. that, that quote has such a negative legacy for Buddy. It makes it sound like it was an ignorant quote, but you're saying it was actually magnanimous. Well... I could flip it around. That was part of the conversation. The other part of the conversation was, and for all the guys out there, listen to your wives or significant others. He said, Chris, I was talking to my wife last night, and I told her that I was going to cut you. And I said, okay. He said, don't cut him. He's going to do something great with his life. And when he told me that, that's all I really remember from the conversation. Uh Then he went on to cut me. Yeah. Most guys don't listen to their wives or significant others. If Buddy had listened to his wife, I would have stayed there in Philadelphia. But it was what I needed 
to give me a wake up call hmm. in life. And ever since then, I've been in recovery. I got over 30 years of sobriety. Congratulations. Since then. So I had some rough days there in Philadelphia and Buddy and part of that transition was able to help me to, to get to where I am now. You're so I'm now? forever grateful. You've got that yellow jacket, my mm -hmm. friend. Uh, listen to your wife. Don't set the alarm for when at five in the morning. Yeah, screw that one up. Yeah. Set it. Left no. the house. Put it on away, which senses motion. They woke up, walked through the house. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Listen to your wife. All right, play NFL Knockout. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's a free game, free-to-play game. It's presented by Caesar Sportsbook. You have to answer 15 questions about tonight's game. This actually sounds really fun. 15 questions about, about tonight's game, and you can win exclusive prizes. There's a VIP package to this year's Super Bowl in Los Angeles, SB56. Go to NFL.com slash knockout for more info there. Up next, and my favorites, love him, friend of the go. show, Texans running back Mark Ingram joining the party after the break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
friend of the show, Texans running back Mark Ingram, will be joining us in mere moments. But first, I'm Will Salva with the news. And just a week into his head coaching tenure, Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer is answering questions about a rumored return to college football. Yes, the questions have been cascading ever since the news came out of SC. Actually, uh, less than a day after SC parted ways with head coach Clay Helton, Meyer became the fan favorite to fill the slot, but he quickly shot down those rumors Wednesday when asked about the possibility of him taking the gig. Meyer saying, quote, there's no chance. I'm here and committed to try to build an organization. Texans running back Mark Ingram, the aforementioned Mark Ingram, potentially establishing himself as the lead back in a crowded Houston backfield. Ingram carrying the ball 26 times for 85 yards in a score in the week one win over Jacksonville. Brandon Cooks has played with Ingram on two teams now and loves what he brings to the squad. I love Mark. You know, we played together for three years in New Orleans, and he has that same energy. He's going to bring it every single day. Uh, I mean, the guy's just a dog. I mean, you know, playing this lead for that long and as a running back and, you know, still being able to uh, get those yards out of the contact, he's a special player, but at the same time, he brings a lot of energy to this offense and to this locker room. Is he always just like Always. Always. It's not it's what you see is what you get in the locker room in private. He's always hyped up. Tell me something I don't know, Brandon Cooks. He is a special player. If I was doing an overall draft of guys I would want in my locker room, I think our next guest would be my first-round pick. He is an 11-year veteran, which I can hardly believe, a three-time pro bowler, one of the most physical players in the entire NFL at that. Please welcome back to the breakfast table, friend of the show and former Heisman Trophy winner, Texans. Let's go! What's up? What's up? Hey, you know I'm glad to be back on with my people. You know I love y'all, so... I appreciate y'all having me on once again. <laughs> we love it. We love the energy you bring, and you are fresh off that victory over the Jags, in which you, my friend, had 26 carries and the touchdowns, which is the most carries that you've had in a game since Week 8, 2014, when you had. Ooh, I was 30. right. I want you to quickly, I was right. yeah, quickly listen to your head coach David Cully. He had some nice words for you uh, on the sidelines after that performance. Let's look. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your presence on this football team and what you mean. Yes, sir. Very important. It ain't just about yards. It's yes, sir. about having you here. Yes, sir. You got me? Yeah, I love you, coach. You've played on some great teams, some great coaches. We're friends. you got to give me the lowdown. I don't know David Cully. Nobody knows much about him. Tell me what he is like as a coach. Fill us in. Really tell us about Coach David Cully. Well, um, me personally, uh, just ever since I've been – with Baltimore two years ago, he's just always been consistent. He's always been the same guy. He's always been encouraging. He's always been a guy who, um, you know, cares about his players. And he's just been true to who he is, what he believes in, his values, his principles. He's been the same guy since the first day I met him. And um, as I, I respect that as a man. And he's just super consistent, man. He cares about his guys. He's going to do whatever he can to put his guys in position to have success. And he's a coach. He's a coach. He's a player's coach. You know what I mean? And, uh, we going to fight hard for him. We want to make sure, you know, that we have success and that we make him be successful, too, as a head coach. Mark, the Ravens are in my little geographic corridor of teams that I cover regularly. So I covered you plenty the last couple of years. So you're uh, very uh, familiar with how wrong I am on a regular basis. Sure. But I feel really good about something I said coming into this season. 
And it was that this notion that the Texans were going to be this worst team in the league and might not even win a game was just ridiculous because there's just so much mm -hmm. talent across the board. But I understood why people were saying it. And it was because of the Deshaun Watson situation and coming into the season without him. But I said there's talent at the running back position, at wide receiver, on defense. David right. Culley surely saw that. How did he prepare you guys coming into the season without Watson at the helm? Man, we just knew that there was a scenario, you know, that you know Deshaun and the team was going through and that we just had to work, you know, with who we had available and, you know, the guys who uh, are on the team and the guys who were on the field practicing, taking reps, um, you know, that's who we had to work with. That's who we had to deal with and that's who we had to, um, you know, prepare to, you know, have a season with. So, um, we all just believe in each other. We trust in each other. And, you know, that's from the coaches, player, coach, player, player, everyone in the organization. We have the same mindset. We want to uh, be good. We want to win games. We want to execute. We want to be physical. And I think when you have like-minded people, um, that's when you have success. And he's just been transparent. He's been consistent in who he is and delivering his message. And I think that resonates throughout the team with everybody. It looked like it on the field. And, Mark, we know you live your life according to trust levels. That is the scale. Yes, sir. Let's talk about your new starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. You got the shirt, and I know you have the belief in Tyrod. Great week one performance from him. He had two touchdown passes in the win. And I'm sure you can empathize in a way. This is the fourth team he's been a starter for over mm -hmm. his 11-year career. Tell us why. Nobody hypes quarterbacks like you do, Mark. Tell us why Tyrod is the right quarterback to lead you guys this season and maybe flip some tables. Listen, he's just a smooth operator. He ain't never flustered. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't never flustered. He ain't never panicking. He's always cool, calm. He's a great leader. Um, gets us in and out of the huddle. If we have a bad play, he gets us into a good play. He can throw the ball deep. He has precision. He has accuracy. And he's just a great leader, man. So that's my guy. He's been uh, in the league 11 years just like me. And uh, we just keep pushing, man. We still got our best days ahead of us. And I just want to see him do great. So I'm working my butt off and everybody else is working our butt off because we want to make sure that he has success. And uh, he's a great Q and he's a great dude. Mark, first things first, make sure you tell your mom and your pops. <laughs> yes, sir. Make sure you kiss the babies for me. <laughs> yes, All sir. right. Now, this yes, is sir. about underdog because this is something you've been C -C. living your whole life. When you decide to leave Michigan and go to Bama, to play football with all those five-star recruits and you with your little three-star. So you've had this underdog mentality the whole way. Took it to New Orleans. And the reason why I know this is because I've been training with this guy since he came into the league. Oh, yeah. I know his people. Um, he is an NFL uh, legends baby. Now, yes, Mark, sir. give me the type of words that you had to give your team leading up to the season, because we know the doubters, the haters, and everything were out there. But this is something you've dealt with your whole career. Give me some of the heart-to-heart -heart that you had to have with the men on the Texans before you guys started the 2021 season. Now, I think we just all were on the same page. Like, everyone's saying this, saying that. We don't care what nobody say. We know that we got good players on this team. We know that we got good players in this locker room. We know we have guys who have played ball over uh, several years in the league at many different places and who have played it at the highest level. And we know that we, if we just prepare... We went out there and just do what we need to do, man. Hold each other accountable, uh, compete with each other, and just be the best version of ourselves. That will be that will be fine. So we don't care what nobody say. It's all about what we believe in this locker room. It's all about what we believe in this building. And we believe we have a team that can be great, win games, and you know, be, be 
you know, a championship type team. That's what we have all aspirations for, man. Uh, if you're not playing this game to be a champion, if you're not playing this game to be the best, if you're not playing this game to win, then you're in the wrong business. And that's what we all believe, and that's what we're all pushing for, and that's what we're working for. Well said. Speaking of business, is this true? I heard that you joined DC United's ownership group. Give us the details. Yes, why was that interesting? Yes. Why was this intriguing okay. for you? Uh, and being associated with soccer, this is not something I knew about you, Mark. Well, I just believe the growth for, you know, soccer in America is huge. If you go to anywhere in the world, man, this soccer is the world's game. And uh, I've been to the World Cup. I've been to an Arsenal game in England. I've been to a couple, uh, you know, men's national team games. I've been to women's national team games. And just the energy, the environment is crazy. And so when I had the opportunity to be a partner with DC United, thanks to uh, Mr. Steve Kaplan and, and Mr. Jason, um, you know, the main owners of DC United, they wanted me to be a partner. They wanted to bring me in and um, dotted all my I's, crossed all my T's. They were transparent with the whole process. And um, it, all, it just worked out great. And, um, uh, Vamos United. They just won yesterday, three zero. Um, we we got t- yeah, we got ten more games. We making it. Uh, we we in the fifth place, <laughs> and we making a, a push for the playoffs. So um, those are my guys. I'm following them, and it's just having the opportunity to just partake in ownership, uh, learn in that realm, uh, and being an owner, but also being able to relate to the players as well. That's something I can identify with being a player for the Texans. So um, I'm just trying to be an asset to the team, and it's just a great opportunity for me to be uh, be an owner. So I'm excited about it. It's awesome that you're an owner. Mark, you couldn't be a player because you'd get red carded for running dudes over in the first two minutes. <laughs> you know it. I know it. The question comes up sometimes. Where did this angry run segment come from? How did this start? And the truth is, back in 2017, we were talking about you and we called you the angriest runner in the world. That inspired the segment. Since then, you've gotten the angry crown that we used to give out. You know you said you're going to put the crown on top of the Heisman. There you are flexing with the crown and with the angry letter. The problem is, Mark, we want to give you this so badly. You do not possess a scepter. You are the godfather of angry runs. You need to have this. I Take need a moment that scepter. And explain why you need it and how you're going to get it. I need that scepter solely based off of what you just said. I was the inspiration for angry runners. And all these beautiful, strong, angry runners that I admire and I appreciate, but I gotta have that. I gotta have that scepter and I'm coming for the scepter. Trust me. Believe that. We want you to get it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> hey, Mark, we love you. We're obviously cheering you on for another brilliant Week 2 performance. We were all so happy to see what happened in Week 1 for the Texans and for you personally. Get that scepter and the good luck with the soccer team. We'll see you and talk to you down the stretch. All right, I appreciate you guys. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.